there's a quality called mudita, Buddha called it mudita, and it's translated as sympathetic joy, or empathetic joy, or gladness at the welfare or good fortune of another person, or another being. This quality is a very helpful antidote to uh, jealousy or the kind of um, sullen lack of appreciation, indifference, boredom, negativity. Um, kind of, if we get too self-centered, always thinking about ourselves then we can get lost, stuck in our our own woes, our own limitations. And so this quality of mudita is very helpful to open up to, to learn to experience gladness at the good fortune of another being. if we can experience joy as another being's welfare, then it takes us out of our self-centered view, the tremendous concern of our own fortune or misfortune. Now, this is one of the four Brahma-viharas, or so-called divine or abidings, or places beyond the sensory world, beyond the sensory attraction-pleasure-pain systems. It's a kind of loftier heart space, And with these, you can't, you can't really just manufacture these feelings, these moods, suffusions. You can't say, now you'll feel it. You have to, first of all, learn to recognize where it exists, actually focus in on something that, where it, where it will arise naturally with a sense of gladness, joy at another's, other beings' welfare will arise naturally to recognize it. And from that point of realizing it exists, noting the feeling in the heart, then we can dwell upon that feeling in the heart and learn to spread it, 
to cause it to expand over a vast number of beings and vast uh, including ourselves When we have mudita, which includes ourselves, it means we're able to realize and appreciate our own good fortune, that which we already have, the the goodness that we already have, that's already given to us. We learn how to appreciate. Why this can be so difficult is because trying, desire, wanting to have always stops us appreciating anything. And so with these, with these Brahma-viharas, none of them work if you try to have them or get them. You come up with either something that's artificial or you don't come up with anything. So for Mudita, like the other Brahma-vihara, one has to find or recollect something, uh, an instance or a person or a situation where this quality would arise. We know that all beings enjoy their own happiness. Happiness may come from uh, a simple physical thing, like uh, not feeling hungry, feeling warmth, rather than coldness. Or it can be something to do with... uh, Success, worldly success, even doesn't have to be that uh, refined an experience before we feel kind of uh, sense of gain or happiness. So, for example, recognizing perhaps one of the most um, easy personal experiences recognizing how how one's body enjoyed eating or having something to eat feeling fed feeling nourished or feeling warm or having a warm bath just opening up to that image, that recollection. How, even though we can't continue keep it, just the recognition of that well-being coming to us. And to appreciate that.
It may be something that another person, it was their birthday, or um, things went well for them, they're popular, they're liked, they're happy, they're succeeding, instead of just the reaction that means you feel very separate from that and jealous of it, more cultivated response to to recognize that their good fortune, that this is something that we can relate to. The experience of good fortune is a happy one. Another person's good fortune makes them happy. If we can attune to that, the arising of happiness, another person's good fortune, just any instance we can can recall. The feeling is one of empathy and sensitivity. We begin to realize how happiness is not something that we have to hold for ourselves or feel jealous of. If we can be cultivate this this sensitivity then we can experience well-being through other people's well-being through other people's good fortune and it's very beautiful because one not the quality of happiness is enriched by the sense of empathy the sense of communion the, the sensitivity that Mudita brings around. We're no longer so stuck into ourself. We can extend this through a whole range of beings, animals, creatures, sustaining their lives, being when their lives are sustained. They very readily express their happiness, their well-being. When we have pets, you who have pets have them because it one of the reasons is that a pet animal expresses its its contentment 
and we get um, we get a good feeling out of that. They're so naive, they're so innocent that when they are, when you give a dog a bone or or um, a pat or you stroke a cat, it's totally unreserved in expressing its its happiness at that, and that makes us feel good. We feel we've been part of that. This is why uh, so many people have pets is the need to experience that sense of empathy and to resonate with another creature's joy. So whenever any creature, any being, is fed or is rested or is warmed, experiences that moment of of happiness. We can resonate with that. And just training the mind to, to note this, this possibility, instead of being confined into a point of self always separate from and longing for and unquenchable in its need. Experience joy with the joy of all beings. And even if you have this, just a flash for a moment, just notice what that experience is about, the 
opening into something more infinite, infinite, rather than narrow and self-centered. And as you cultivate over time, you cultivate this particular practice. And the more you can learn to catalyze that expansion of the heart and abide in it, then we can, uh, you can put aside or let, let go of the image, the idea that brings it up. And just sustain it as an open-hearted responsiveness, gladdened by the welfare of beings. The last of the Brahma-vihara is Upeka, is also a paramita, a transcendent virtue. It's also a, a realization through insight, a kind of peaceful, not going getting elated, not getting depressed, the kind of serenity towards all conditions, upeka, equanimity, evenness. We can see mudita is, is like a kind of development of metta, and Upekar is rather like a development of Karuna. Karuna, compassion. That which recoils from or tries to prevent, is moved against, is moved against the suffering of others. Which appreciates the suffering of others, not callous, 
karuna is, a, is this uh, increased sensitivity, but not a sadness. not asking that things be different, it's just an honest response to the suffering of others. Upeka is a deeper thing. a non-judging, a kind of um, way in which we are recognizing the nature of conditioned experience good fortune, bad fortune. Confused, ignorant, malicious tendencies that are present in humans come up through ignorance. Skillful, patient, loving, wise expressions and gestures that come from Clarity and with Upeka, we're not asking, we're not asking that things be other, we're not blaming people for ignorance, we're not offended by them, by their ignorance, we're not saying we, we wish to increase it. We're saying it's a good thing, but instead of feeling offended, affronted, bitter, frightened, depressed by it, we recognize that there is this quality of ignorance, and from this, and grasping and desire, and from this, humans will act in greedy or frightened or vicious ways is like that. All beings affected by ignorance and desire will act in these ways when they're affected in those by those formations. So it's not a person, it's not the particular people are this way or that way, as the conditions are like this. So, Upeka equanimity is a kind of very fine love in that it's Love is a vulnerability an ability to empathize with, to receive, to bear, 
to not react with grasping, greed or aversion, to not demand anything. With Eupeka, we're not demanding or asking that the world be wise, fine, beautiful, spiritual, truthful. We're not setting that up as a, as a standard that we're expecting. So we're not living in a, um, in a state where we can become bitter or... Shocked. Upeka also recognition that when there's goodness, good karma, good actions, it's like this. It has has these good effects. And we're not making more of that than it is. It's not like everything is wonderful or this is the only way or everybody should be this way. It's just we recognize when there's goodness, it's good. It's this way. So we're not getting excited or fanatical about that. There's that quality of non-grasping that happiness or goodness, and non-rejection of unhappiness or evil. Karma. We are heirs to our karma. inherit certain tendencies, all beings inherit certain tendencies, certain compulsions, certain habits, and act upon them to a larger or lesser extent. This is the way it is. When we cultivate Upeka, we can consider non-blaming, recognizing whatever unhelpful, unskillful action occurs, comes from unknowing, and from previous conditioning, from hurt or pain, from 
habit, from loss or fear. And we're not going to add to that cycle. The non-blaming. So when there's recognition of failure, hurt, evil, instead of just projecting that shock out onto another being, the resentment, We contemplate our own mind. The expectation that we have. And we learn to relax it. Pekar's about forgiving. Not smothering over with a, some kind of platitude, but a deep forgiving through wisdom. Consider any any action one has done, one feels guilt or pain about. Cultivate the forgiving, the acknowledgement. Recognizing the compulsive habit, the self in it, and no longer intensifying, creating self-image out of that. Just that action as an action with no person involved.
in uh, bring up the reflection, the image, good fortune, skillfulness. one's own good fortune, one's own skillfulness, or that of another person. Notice the tendency to to want to dwell in it, to rejoice, sometimes to to hold it, to even a kind of congratulation, self-congratulation, or to idolize someone, someone else. This creating a kind of uh, personality, charisma around one's own goodness or that of another person, becoming a star. is where if we're not have no equanimity towards goodness we end up creating uh, conceits of various kinds insensitivity we get because we have goodness we become uh, we can inflate and be blind or insensitive to our shortcomings. So, equanimity, goodness is goodness, happiness is happiness. It arises. If we don't grasp, we don't grasp it. If we don't make a person out of it. If we don't own it. And it's just that cooling, that non-inflating. Evenness. non-praising.
really cultivate this consider the taste of success in oneself or in others Who does it belong to? And the failure of oneself and others to whom does that belong? So if you can catch it, just that moment of non belonging. What the mind is like when there's not belonging. When instead of fixed entities, there are there is a wonderful Space in which patterns form. We're not the pattern. And there is the space. And whatever happens, that space is there for those who can accomplish, for those for that realization. There is this space which spreads over everything, which takes in everything, uncramped.
birth and death. The realization of Upeka is a realization of life. Beyond birth and death. 